Welcome to Extraordinary Pals, a podcast about extraordinary topics with extraordinary hosts. To my left is your ordinary pal, a person that had never heard the term channel and was unaware of the existence of a train tunnel beneath the English channel, Smack. I'm not proud of that, but I feel like that's perfectly re- I feel, feel I feel that's a perfectly reasonable thing to not know about. It's, it's not fair, like, but, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how long it's been in existence. I, too long. I don't. Okay. No. And to my, <laughs> and to my other left is your ordinary pal, pal, Margaret, who, um, apparently, from what I understand, I'm very surprised, has never actually seen the movie Mean Girls. No, no, she's only ever seen the trailer, which she didn't like. Which is why she never saw the movie. Now and that, I'm very confused. That I'm proud of. I'm I'm confused. <laughs> you've told so many people that you've seen that movie. Because, That's a classic. Okay, but no, it's not though. Because if you watch the trailer, you can deduce everything that happens in that movie from start That's to not finish. The point. Like it's so. Oh my gosh, the movie. The movie's not good. Let's admit it. Let's admit it. It's not a good movie. Why do they play it in every freshman year wellness class, then? They didn't play it in mine. Oh, ho! Oh, they didn't mind. That was my first time ever watching that movie. Oh, really? Weird enough. Yes. And weird enough, I also learned that same year that the musical existed. The Mean Girls musical. And it actually... I know you're not a big fan of musicals, but mm-hmm. actually the Mean Girls musical is actually kind of decent. Really? Still written yeah. by Tina Fey? Or not i think so i know she was definitely involved in the works but Mm -hmm. tina fey that is the only role that i've ever seen tina fey where she's had to be like genuinely serious yeah i would let me tell you i'd watch it for tina fey that's the only person i would watch it for that's valid tina fey is funny she's great (laughs) anyways so how this podcast works is that for every episode we do a series of uh, segments i can read talking about different topics in society and sometimes we play fun little games because we're both very competitive Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) so this week our first segment is a little thing we call open forum so let's get into it (laughs) Alrighty, so this is Open Forum, where we open up the forum to random people to express themselves about interesting topics. Uh, Our prompts for this episode are, uh, what is something you think is underrated? And because I'm a foodie, the second prompt was, what is the best dessert? Um, Mostly (laughs) just because I was very hungry when I was coming up for the questions for this segment. It's valid. It's valid. I'm a foodie. I stand by that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so for our first question, what do you think is something that's really underrated? Uh, let's see. Our first response is spring months. What are what is spring for us here? I'm spring very months, con- I consider them March, April, May because like, you know, winter is like December, January, February. And then spring would be March, April, May. I just don't trust spring anymore. I love the spring, like, anytime it, it comes. But it seems to only be, like, a week, a week or two here before we go from it being, like, 16 degrees to 96 degrees. I think, if I remember correctly, <laughs> last year, that literally, in 2020, that literally was how it went. Yeah. Yet another reason to hate 2020. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's many reasons to hate 2020. And I think, like, I think we've all had we all had a traumatic spring last year like let's be real march 12th was a rough day (laughs) oh march 12th was horrible yeah so i mean school spring months so they're kind of nice like yeah everything's colors are changing it's so nice it's like the reverse fall it is oh our second response is so wholesome it's being kind (gasps) oh (laughs) I love that response. Being, being kind is, oh, man, I just want to give that person a hug. <laughs> I also want to give that person a hug. That's whenever someone like random acts of kindness are like one of the best things that you can receive. Honestly, there's nothing greater. 
then a have you ever had what's your favorite random act of kindness speaking hmm. of random acts of kindness honestly random act to perform or that i've received uh we could say what you've received like what is some what's a random act of kindness that someone's hmm. done for you um i don't know i mean there's just there's too many i can give one that uh that i like to do and it's just holding the door like i think holding the door is just a thing that it it's underrated it's another it's another underrated thing <laughs> that is adorable mm-hmm. the i think the most like kind random act of kindness that i've seen was because you know how everyone always talks about like buying the coffee for like the coffee order of the person behind you mm-hmm. i never actually cynically i never actually kind of believed in that sort of thing i thought it never happened and then we were literally i was driving out to see my sister and my dad and i had gone in to get uh like snacks at a ga- gas station and then he went out to pay for his cup of coffee And this wasn't like a line (laughs) thing. It was literally like you fill up your coffee and then you walk up and you say, I want this. Can I pay for it? And then he goes up to pay for it. And the cash and the cashier is just like, you're good. You don't have to pay for it. And he was like, what? What What are you talking? And then she went someone. There was a man man who who paid for your coffee already. And I was like. It's happened. The miracle. I've witnessed buying someone else's coffee before. That is, that's adorable. I love seeing things like that. I just think oh, it really makes you feel good. It does. <laughs> like a good, be kind to your neighbors. Be yeah. kind to your friends. Be kind, be kind to kind everyone. To <laughs> oh, a lot of these are related to weather. I, I think this is very telling considering we spend most of our days inside right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next response is walks in winter, which I have to agree. I think it's really underrated, but I do think there is a point where I'm like, no, not worth it. Like, for instance, right now when there's two feet of snow on the ground <laughs> and I... we're expecting more and it's co- and the roads are covered in ice. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, in my opinion, I think walks, like walks during the winter, um, I think they can be really, really nice because you're getting exercise. So you warm up the more you walk. And then, like, after you've gone for a while, then you really start to get cold. But then I think, uh, like, the post-game, like, I hate to say that, but, like, the post-game, after you go out for a walk, when you come back inside and you can, like, sit wrapped up in a blanket or something, it's just, that's a really good feeling. I just get that feeling. I just, like, that's what happens anytime I shovel the driveway is I just, I come in and I sit inside and it's my favorite, like, my favorite moment where you're just wrapped up and you're cold, but you're, like, wrapped up in a blanket. Exactly. Oh, it's great. Underrated (laughs) things. Winter. around here oh yeah (laughs) okay so for the next one oh i'm gonna read this verbatim because it's really funny so we've got uh rain period rain is pretty good period (laughs) unappreciated wow (laughs) i'll be honest i mean i like the good i like a good uh thunderstorm like as much as the next guy like i think thunderstorms are great does it ever reach a point where like because because I know a lot of young kids are scared of it, or like are scared mm-hmm. of thunderstorms. Like, is there, does it ever reach a point for you where it gets scary, or do you just, or is rain just always kind of like no? Zen I, mode? I get more and more excited the more intense it gets. <laughs> That's valid. I do too. On in all honesty, I like. Do you ever? I don't know. If this is just me, but there are some times where like I'm going to. I know I'm going to be going outside when it's raining, and mm-hmm. I just love the feeling of rain so i won't wear a rain jacket i'll just wear a jacket mm-hmm. and i don't care if it gets wet wet <laughs> i <laughs> i can speak but i I'm, I'll, I'll just go out without like a rain jacket on i'll just be like i don't care if it gets wet it's rain it's nice and relaxing it's very underrated mm-hmm. i like rain showers uh in the summer because then you can just run out with like in a t-shirt and shorts and just be like ha and run out <laughs> Just go nuts. <laughs> you have your Am own I the only one? breakfast club moment. Yes, you are the only oh, one. I've never done that. I live my life like the breakfast club. Next For question. Those, <laughs> I want to point out that just because this is an audio podcast, that when she said she lives like the breakfast club, Margaret did a finger gun. <laughs> I just felt the need to point that out. And now she's doing the, the the raising the fist from Breakfast Club. <laughs> I just felt the need to point that out. Moving on. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Margaret, what is something that you think is really underrated? 
Oh boy. Oh, I've got I've got a list of things that I think are underrated. Uh, first of all, I'll, I'll only touch on this because this is I know there are a lot of Star Wars fans out there. I know a lot of people get really heated about this. I love the Phantom Menace. I think it is a fantastic movie, and I I don't I don't get why people hate it. Like, okay, Jar Jar Binks, but you forget about him after a while. Like, it's, he's not a big deal. Have you seen the Duel of Fates fight scene at the end? Like, it's so good. Like Liam Neeson in a Star. I can't even. I can't. I'm gonna get too heated. I. I <laughs> how do I? Lost for words. Uh, uh... Yes, I am at a loss for words because that the uh, the Star Wars prequels were horrible. I don't understand how you could. Okay, that Phantom Menace. So is the best. Phantom Menace is the best out of the three. I will give you that. Oh, there yeah, one hundred percent. That fight sequence is good, mm-hmm. but Jar Jar Binks is not is redeemable. <laughs> There's a reason people think he may as well have been a Sith Lord because he did be lots of stupid stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's an idiot, but, like, once again, I, when people say Phantom Menace nowadays, I don't think of Jar Jar Binks. I think of just how awesome it is. I it's, think of Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, Qui-Gon. My God, I love Qui-Gon Jinn. It's the best. Wish but, he uh, was in ground. Another, all right, one other thing that I think is really underrated is a song from the movie Three Amigos. A song called My Little Buttercup. What? Just that scene. Have you seen Three Amigos? No. You haven't seen it? <gasps> no. Oh my gosh. There's All right. Not- so there's a scene where it's it's so it's Steve Martin, uh, Martin Short, and Chevy Chase. They're three like actors who play um, like cowboys in the movies, and they get fired from their studio, from the production studio, and it's just they go out into the West, and in, I think they go down to Mexico, and um, they get involved, like inadvertently involved in some shady business. <laughs> And it's like people think that they're these big like uh, like this. I don't know. I can't, I can't describe it. it. They think they get mistaken for like a, a a big bandit, like a very powerful group of bandits when they go into this bar. So uh, the bartender gives them a message that he's supposed to give another guy. And they're like, oh, so then they perform a number called uh, My Little Buttercup. And it's it's just the most adorable thing. It's Steve Martin and Martin Short going like, "My little buttercup has the sweetest smile." In this room of like tequila drinking <laughs> cowboys, it's so bad, but it's one of the greatest scenes in cinematic history. <laughs> I, I there's so much to unpack there. I don't even know where to start. You have to see the movie. You got to. It's so good. <laughs> So, okay, I'll, I'll write what, it down. <laughs> what do you think is underrated? Uh, what do I think it's something? Um, I think the movie Onward by Disney is really oh. underrated. Like, I think, okay, Disney did a horrible job with advertising that movie because there just weren't a lot of advertisements for it. Like, I barely knew its existence. The only reason that I did know it existed was because a friend and I went to go see it last year right before quarantine, and we were both like, what are we going to watch? There's nothing in particular to watch. And then the both of us saw Onward and we were like, okay, we'll watch that. <laughs> so Disney, Disney did a horrible job with marketing that movie, but it is absolutely amazing. Like, I saw the Chris trailer Pratt, for it. It's Chris Pratt and Tom Holland mm-hmm. and about these two brothers. Uh, for those of you who may not know, the, the movie Onward is about a, a two elvish brothers in kind of like a... <laughs> urban fantasy world where like magic exists but now they kind of live in a society like ours and it's about these two brothers who adventure across like their world to try and get this crystal so that they can bring their dad back who had died from cancer several years ago for one day and it's absolutely beautiful because you get to the ending and you don't see it coming and i will not spoil it but you don't see it coming and then when you do you're like it's so beautiful I've only seen that movie. <laughs> it's made me cry for two for two. Oh. And not for bad reasons. It's just because it's so adorable. I remember my sister, who also never cries in movies. Mm-hmm. She and I watched that movie together, like during Thanksgiving, and it was just her and I silently sitting next to each other, just silently oh. crying. Just like, I'm not oh. crying. We're crying. 
I'm not was, crying. Don't look at me. It was the cutest thing. Anyways, that's what I think is underrated. Yeah, I've seen, like, I watched, I remember when the trailer for that first came out. It looked really good. And, like, you have a good point. I was surprised they didn't, uh, like, they didn't do more press for that movie and everything. Like, No, was, they barely pushed it. They yeah. completely sold how good that movie was going to be. It's, I mean, it's funny from what I've heard. But, uh. It is funny. Yeah. Aw. And the animation is really cool. But anyways, that's what I'll I think. I'll put that on weird. my list. Yes, that's watch the movie. And text me. When you get the ending. I will. I will. I'll cry for you. (laughs) All right. We're going to move on to our (laughs) next question. The one that I've been dying to hear the answers of because I am such a foodie and I'm hungry right now. I didn't eat lunch. I should have eaten lunch. But anyways. It's okay. Um, I didn't eat lunch either. You're good. (laughs) What is the best dessert? Now, the first response. Strawberry shortcake. Ugh. Never had it. I've had it. What is it? Does it's, it have? Is it? It's is, like, is it like angel food cake with like strawberries and whipped cream. Yeah, like angel food cake. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Or yes, pound cake. I don't <laughs> remember. It could be pound, pound cake. cake. You could use pound cake. You could use angel food cake. I've used both. Um, I mean, it's fine either way. But um, yeah, I mean, it's decent. It's Strawberry average. shortcake. It's pretty good. Okay. All right. Oh, the next one's a classic chocolate chip cookies. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Ooh. This one. Now, I will not reveal what mine is until we get through the, all the answers, but this one is a close contender. Ooh. I don't know about you. This is, I mean, chocolate chip cookies. Oh boy. They are, they're universal. Like, you can put them, you can like throw them at the end of any type of dinner or anything and they'll always be eaten you can give them to anyone and i think they'll probably be eaten i think you gotta like there's a science to chocolate chip cookies though if you're gonna do chocolate chip like you can't everybody has a different preference but in Mm -hmm. my opinion i like the ones that are like that are still chewy and like gooey on the inside but have like that that um I don't want to say crust, but it really is mm-hmm. a lot like a crust where it's like it's baked to perfection on the outside, but it's still got that gooiness and that chewiness on the inside. Mm. That with like good glass of milk, oh, you can't beat it. That I have to, I have to disagree. I like mine crunchy. On a scale think... of one to ten, how crunchy are we talking here? Are we oh, talking it's... like brittle, like break in your hands, or are we talking like no, like a solid crunch, like an eight or a nine? Is what I are would we, go for. Are you talking like Chips Ahoy crunch? No, Chips Ahoy, no, Chips Ahoy can go jump in a lake <laughs> for all I care. The, we're talking like homemade crunch, like homemade crunch cookie. And it, like, not like that's not like a brand or anything, but like, you know, like you make it and it's just, oh, it's so good. And then you put it in milk and you like hold it there. Oh my gosh. And then you take it out and then you eat it. And it's, oh my gosh, it's still a little crunchy. It's like al dente cookie. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know if you can describe, I don't know if you can legally describe a cookie as al dente. Al dente? I don't, I can't get over that. I, okay, let's move on before I, I try it. And that, I, I mean, I guess it works, but also, you know what? We're not going to touch on that. Let's, let's um, move on. <laughs> all right. This one I'm also going to read word for word because it's really funny. Creme brulee. Final answer. Now, mm-hmm. I've actually never... I've only... No, I have had creme brulee, actually. I've only ever had it once, though. Because um, I have no idea how to make it, like, homemade. Yeah, it's it's difficult from what I've heard. Because you need, like, a broiler or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, one of the hand-torch broilers to do it well. Yeah. But... I've never had it, um... I'm with you there but um I don't know I've heard good things it's good but it's really rich like for a dessert it's really rich but I think I think it's good it's just very creamy and very rich yeah unless I said bad creme brulee I don't know I hope I did I don't know creme brulee we'll say is an iffy we're not sure yeah Um, lemon uh, I'm also gonna read this one lemon Mm. bars man (gasps) That's great. <laughs> <laughs> lemon bars are my are my sister's favorite dessert. She loves lemon bars, and I don't get it. 
You don't like lemon bars? No, I, I mean, the ones we make, like, I'm not a big fan of, like, we make ours, like, super tart, and it just, like, it destroys me. It's, it's real bad. <laughs> well, no, because you gotta, like, if you're gonna do lemon bars, you have to get the balance between, like, bringing out the sweetness of the lemon, because the longer you cook the lemon, the more you kind of get that balance between sour and sweet. Mm-hmm. So you got it. You you got to get that balance. And usually, if you serve it with meringue too, that's usually pretty good. Or whipped cream. Ooh. I've heard some people serving it with whipped cream, and some people doing meringue. I don't know. All I know is that my mom makes wonderful lemon bars. Mm. Oh, they're Maybe so lemon good. Lemon bars are like a mom thing. I don't know. <laughs> I I actually don't see lemon bars all that often, except when it's specifically parents saying, "I've made these for you." Yes. <laughs> I yes. It's true. I, I agree. Yeah. Like I love lemon bars, but it, that's the like that's the the carly sighting. <laughs> I made this I made this for my child dessert. That is what that dessert is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your favorite dessert? <laughs> my favorite dessert. Um chocolate souffle. Or really just any souffle. I think souffles are so good because there's so much effort and like there's such a precise science that goes into making a souffle that like this is when you're gonna hear the the real like food nerd me like I've spent hours in my kitchen cooking me where like you just you take your fork or your spoon or whatever whatever utensil that you choose to use when you eat a souffle and you just no not a spork never (laughs) but you just you just take a bite and, and like as soon as you pierce that crust it just deflates and you see it's all air inside and it's still fudgy and delicious and then you take that first bite and it's oh so good souffle sounds like it sounds that sounds like the sound that a souffle would make like souffle like as it's like inflating or deflating <laughs> like a french man and like that's just that's how it goes He's confused because he just created something that has an air pocket in it. This is a dude from, like, this is a French guy from, like, I don't know, early 17th century. Creating the souffle. That's that's how the souffle was created in your mind. Yes. Yes. And he went, souffle? And and someone's like, that's what it should be called, son. You got moxie, kid. And then he's like, oh, (laughs) and then goes, (laughs) and then that's that's just, that's, I mean, that's a story. That's history. Can't can't dispute it. Can't no. <laughs> What's your favorite dessert? Oh gosh, um, I I mean it's honestly it's between chocolate chip cookies. I'm very classic. Like I I don't really go out there that much, you know. Um, I like chocolate chip cookies. They're good. Crunch factor. Ooh, yes. And um, what is it? Uh, giant eclair. That's something my mom makes. Eclairs are good. Oh my gosh! One of the best, oh, one of the best desserts I've ever had is um, at the Wisconsin State Fair. Oh Their my goodness! Oh famous no. <laughs> cream puff. Oh A my gosh! Puff. They're massive, but they're so good. How how big are we talking? Like, are we talking, talking like the like, size of your thumb or like the size of your fist? No, it's like bigger than the size of your fist. Like, okay, if you can imagine uh, Shaquille O'Neal's hands. Like, just imagine those for a minute. If he put his hand in a fist, that's how big it is. <laughs> I'm, I don't... You're just... Yeah. I if don't you can know basketball. Shaq's well, hand, I'm sorry to say. I well, don't know just, basketball. He's tall, and he's he's a big guy. So, I'm assuming he has big hands. He can probably, like, palm the ball. So... Yes, most basketball players, from what I understand, can palm the ball. Yes. So, hence my example... Yeah, so like that's how big it is. They're they're really big. They're really they're you have to like split one with someone. They're so big. But um they're really good. Highly recommend Wisconsin State Fair cream puff. <laughs> I'll I'll write that down on my list of things <laughs> I need to do in my life. Go to the Wisconsin State Fair and get a cream puff. Yeah, we should go. It's I go well, my family is gone like every year for a long long time and it's oh my gosh, it's so much fun. It's a great place. There's there's places for uh, families to leave people, like leave fathers, you know, like at bars. <laughs> it's like, oh, daddy daycare. And it's like a bar. <laughs> it's really funny. 
Um, I'm so confused. The only, the only state fair I've ever been to is the Missouri State Fair, which Ooh. is not a good example of what a state fair should be because it's Missouri. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, Missouri is not the cardinal, let's have a fun summer carnival state. Missouri is the state of let's find a mosquito that is the size of your thumb and a bug that is the size Ooh. of your fist. Ew. <laughs> <There's-> That's the- <laughs> Welcome to Missouri at the summertime. Yeah, the only time I've been to Missouri was I went to St. Louis and we went up in the arch. Oh boy, that's a, that's called a COVID-19 nightmare. <laughs> like, if I'm being honest, you're touching everybody <laughs> up there. <laughs> like, there's nothing. Everyone is right next to each other. And it smells, oh boy, I'm going to bring you back to the Wisconsin State Fair. It smells like the pig barn. It's so bad. And just, yeah, everyone's touching everyone. Oh my, oh my gosh. Um, ugh. But enough about, <laughs> enough about the, the arch. Yeah, remember when we were talking about our prompts? <laughs> Desserts. Not, not state fairs. <laughs> okay. That's all the responses that we've got for open forums. Time to move on to our next segment. Okay. So our next segment is a segment we call Just Joking. And it's mostly based on the fact that we both have a horrible sense of humor. So how this works is we're going to throw some very bad jokes at each other <laughs> that you can use to annoy other people. Just like how I am definitely going to annoy Margaret with my jokes because they're uh-huh. very bad. Oh, and yeah. whoever whoever can keep a straight face for the longest time wins. So, uh, Margaret, you won the coin toss for who was going to go first. And you told mm-hmm. me I'm going to go first. So buckle up because oh, I've got some very bad jokes. Okay. Oh, gosh. All right. Straight face. <sighs> you ready? Yes. <laughs> Don't laugh. When I was a kid, my mother told me I could be anyone I wanted to be. Turns out identity theft is a, uh, theft is a con. Blah, 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 blah. I... Oh, oh, no. oh, you messed up the first joke. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No points! No points for you! Uh, I can read. I need no to read. points! You messed it up. Why don't you read the full joke again? Just All right. So our listeners can get it. Let's see if I can actually... Can <laughs> I read a full sentence? I promise I did go to kindergarten. Okay. When I was a kid, my mother told me I could be anyone I wanted to be. Turns out, identity theft is a crime. Nice. It's a good one. Yeah, I probably would have laughed if you hadn't messed it up. I could read. You probably would have. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. My first joke. Are you ready? I need to get in the mood. Get in, get <laughs> meditate. Okay. I, I can't I'm laugh. Good. It's so <laughs> it's good. so stupid. All right. Read the joke, Margaret. <sighs> what did the custodian say when he jumped out of the closet? I don't know. What did he say? Supplies! Oh, oh, I heard that! Oh, you totally know. There was a breath there. No, no. Yes, there was. That shouldn't be good. That shouldn't be good. You, that I heard that breath. Sad puppies. Think about sad things instead of that horrible. So, was that a point? What do we think? Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay, are you ready for mine? I need yes. retaliation for my first joke. I failed. Need okay. redemption. Right. So, Margaret, did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? You know, great food, but no atmosphere. I must agree. Dang it! It wasn't a spacious Nothing. place. No. We're not even. No. I have to agree. Out joked my own joke. <laughs> I, I've heard that joke before. Oh, boo. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. <sighs> well, all right. <laughs> well, you're definitely winning. Let's okay. take the next one. Ready? Simple comparison question. What's the difference between a piano and a fish? I don't know. What is the difference between a piano and a fish? Well, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Oh, I see what you did there. I see. That wasn't, that wasn't, that was more pun than it was joke for me. That was a good pun. 
but yeah, yet no laugh. <laughs> All right. This one's more a dark humor, but I think it's funny. Okay. And well, it's not dark humor, but it's more just a joke. Okay. Well, that's how jokes work. You get it. Okay. Mm. Um, <clears throat> are you ready? Maybe. My boss told me to have a good day. So I went home. Yes. So yes. dumb. Yes. <laughs> so stupid. Yes. It is one against one. So I went home. <laughs> I totally got a point for that. 1v1. That's a score, right? One and one? Yeah, that's 1 1. Oh my so, gosh. I'm weak. I can totally <sighs> Get it together. Get it together, Jemmy. Come on. You can do this. All right, ready? This is a good one. So. Smack, you didn't know what you didn't know what the channel was. Um, so what do you call a factory that sells generally decent goods? I don't know. Simple, really. It's a satisfactory. God dang it! No. <laughs> yes, yes. That was that was good. That was really good. That was good. That was oh, that was too good for its own good. Yes! That's one of those jokes where it's so bad, it's good. Exactly. That's like the, <laughs> so I went home. <laughs> These jokes are probably all so bad that no one else is laughing except us two, which further s- serves to prove how bad our sense of humor is. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could not agree more. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? <sighs> yes. St. Francis worked at a Krispy Kreme. He was a deep fryer. Oh boy. Good one. That was good. Was it though? That was a good one. I can't tell if that face that you made was disappointment or you trying not to laugh. I was more proud than anything. I'll say that. That I used a homophone. (laughs) Yes. It was a, well, so I, I liked it. I it liked sounds it. the same, but not spelled the same. Well, no, that's that definitely, is a, that's a joke I'll awesome. use in the future. Ha 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 ha. I've right, never actually ready? had a Krispy Kreme donut. I should. Really? That's, no, I've never had one. Once again, like lemon bars, it is my sister's favorite donut. I should try one. Mm, Need to go to the They're supposed to be really good. Okay. Anyways. Ready? <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. So. What do you call a belt made of watches? I don't know, Christopher Walken. <laughs> Can I do that again? Is Christopher Walken? Sure. No. I thought you were doing it intentionally. No, I was trying to go for like some New York flair. But here, like, I'll do it as Christopher Walken. No. Ready? It'll, I can. <laughs> All right, ready? Let's see if it makes it funnier. Ready? What do you call a belt made of watches? A waste I don't of know. time. <sighs> I'm ashamed at how good that was. I didn't laugh, but that no was laugh. good. That was a that good was one. Good. It was good. However, my Christopher Walken impression is very bad. <laughs> yes. It's, yes, it is. It's quite horrible. Yeah. Okay. So what's the All score right. right now? Is it uh, two one? I'm okay. up. So I need to make you laugh, uh, one. and I need to keep a straight face in order for us to be tied. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay. You ready? I'm gonna sure. get with this one. I'm gonna be upset if I don't. Okay. I don't trust stairs. They're always up to something. True. Dang it! You got a valid no! point. I mean, <laughs> dang it. Okay. Well, I already lost. <laughs> You already uh, lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Margaret's got a much thicker skin than I do when it comes to not laughing at jokes is what I'm learning from this game. I but. hear, literally, my dad throws jokes at me every day that are, oh my, oh, they're so bad. So I've, I've built up a tolerance. <laughs> but here, okay, I'll give you my last one because I'm so proud of it. Um, I'm very nervous. Anytime you say you're proud of a joke, I always get scared. I'm just, I'm happy with this one. Ready? Okay. 
How does a penguin build its house? I don't know. How does a penguin build its house? It glues it together. <laughs> that had, I would call, a delayed laugh reaction. <laughs> where I understood the joke from the start. Like that, I, I understood that joke. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I was like, it's not that fun. But it is. It oh. is. <laughs> no, don't laugh. It hits That's, you. That just... Wow. <laughs> I that, think... one, that, that makes me smile. Uh, it does. Uh... <laughs> you probably could build an igloo with all the snow we have right now, but I'm oh. too lazy. I, I'd like to try, honestly. I think that'd be kind of fun. I know a friend of mine who is trying to make an igloo. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it's going for them, but um, they glue it together. No, weird enough, they uh-huh. did not glue it together. They just stacked it one brick on top of another. Ooh. Ah, so the pyramid, the pyramid method. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Mind blown. Anyway, I think it's time to move on to our final segment. Uh, It's a segment that we like to call Flopped. Alrighty. So, we're going to end out our show with a segment called Flopped. So, essentially, what this segment is, is uh, we watched some laughably bad movies, so you don't have to. Now, the movie that we watched for this episode... It's called, drumroll please, dun, 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 dun. <gasps> Jaws 4, or as the title is known, uh, or as the title's written, I guess, uh, Jaws the Revenge. This time it's personal, mm. which is a very bad slogan for this movie. <laughs> well, not that it's inaccurate, but more just, I don't understand why... I'll explain to you why. Okay, so let's read the synopsis first, and then we can get into that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it, yeah. Yeah. So, this has a 15 Metacritic. Um, and so the synopsis is, The family of widow Ellen Brady has long been plagued by shark attacks, and this unfortunate association continues when her son is the victim of a massive great white. In mourning, Ellen goes to visit her son, Michael, in the Bahamas, where she meets the charming Hoagie Newcomb who is Michael Caine. Ooh. Michael Caine is in this movie. Michael Caine. Okay. How many ladies in it? As Michael, <laughs> er, as not Michael, as Ellen and Hoagie begin a relationship, a huge shark appears off the coast of the island, and Ellen's trouble with the Great Whites begin again. So, Ooh. what this synopsis fails to tell you, and the movie very poorly fails to tell you, that you really only get to deduce by the slogan, this time it's personal, is that the shark that attacked the first son, Anthony, in the beginning of the movie is specifically going after the people in the Brody family. So mm-hmm. the shark follows them from, like, what is it, Massachusetts? Yeah, from Cape Cod, up by Martha's, yeah. or not, not Cape Cod, but like Martha's Vineyard. Amity yeah, Island. For, for Amity, th- that <laughs> shark follows them from Amity Island to the Bahamas. It follows them. It's the uh, same shark during this entire... Well, yes, it's a point of Jaws, but it's like, it's the same shark from the beginning attack to the Bahamas. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is that um, a fact was presented about sharks in the movie that it's just it's horribly wrong. It's that uh, sharks prefer, like, great white sharks, they prefer cold water. So therefore, they won't be able to follow them into the Bahamas. First of all, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, like, the most sharks are probably in the caribbean like they traditionally great white sharks prefer warm water not cold water that they took seldom, one google search they seldom I go understand. up to maine yeah it's just like, like i understand maine or Massachusetts, they didn't have like, the internet i understand i the internet wasn't a, a thing back then however what? that's <sighs> not a hard piece of information to look up or like to get somehow especially considering that's like how you justify them being like that's that is a core part of their plot armor for Mm -hmm. getting down there even though like even though that even though they skip over it they're just like 
oh, we'll be safe in the Bahamas because sharks don't like to go down there. Even though it's the Bahamas. And yes, great sharks, great white sharks are actually very much known for chilling down there. In the warmer uh, In the Bahamas. In the warmer water. Yeah. So great job, writers. It's so I it's like, okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna state a fact, like at least get it right. <laughs> this just all right. Well that was that was one of many things wrong with this movie. Why don't we start from the Michael top? Kine. Michael yeah, there's Michael Kine. Fact uh, Michael Kine was in this movie. It doesn't make sense. That's 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 my Michael Kane. We've heard my Mike, uh, Christopher Michael Walken Kine. and now we heard my Michael Kane. I don't, didn't, Margaret, I don't, I think you're the one who told me this, but didn't you tell me that, like, this was the one movie that Michael Caine said immediately that he regretted doing? Yeah, when asked in an interview, uh, Mike, uh, like, in an interview with Michael Caine, uh, someone asked him, what is the one movie you regret doing? Without hesitation, he responded with Jaws 4. <laughs> and you know the what? Sad- you can't blame him. The sad thing is that this movie clearly had funding. This movie had funding, oh, of course. They were like in the, the budget. I'm I'm looking at it. The budget was twenty million dollars. Why was it so bad? This wasn't. <sighs> I, now I'm not one to say that budget equals quality. However, if you do have a budget like twenty million U.S. dollars, maybe writers <laughs> read a book about the topic you're about to write about and don't lie and say that sharks don't like to hang out in warm water. Mm-hmm. oh yeah there's just uh, there's so many bad things there's okay at one point i remember what was it um they cut they did a flashback to oh yeah they did like so all right let's set the scene for a minute so chief brody played by roy scheider in the original movie in the first and the second movies um he's died at this point like he's passed on i think he died from a heart attack um from the Although, stress of yeah, the sharks. From the stress, yeah, of hunting sharks. So stupid. Um, so at one point, uh, like as mentioned at the beginning of the movie, or at the during the synopsis at the beginning of this uh, conversation, um, the first, or I guess what was it? Which son was killed at the beginning? It was Anthony. 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 So he is the younger son of the two Brody sons. Uh, and like as far as continuity goes, like. I'm happy that they kept the names from the first movie, like Anthony and Michael. So that was good. And I'll, I'll give it points for that. However, um, Anthony was killed. And then during his funeral, they showed a really cheesy flashback to uh, when he was like with Roy Scheider. And it's, it was, oh my gosh. I can't, it was so, it was such in such bad taste. That's the best way I can, I can describe it. I actually had a different view on that one at first. This was the only portion of the movie where we disagreed on whether or not it was a good or a bad move. Mm-hmm. I'm still not exactly sure how I feel about it. All I know is that I'm not as against it as I know for certain that you're more against it than yeah. I am. Um, I don't know exactly why it is that I don't hate that. I think it's more just because I think it gives more context in some ways or like, I guess mm-hmm. it, it like it gives the character more depth, especially considering all we have for that character in terms of character development uh, to get us invested <laughs> in the character was him cutting his finger in the beginning while he was making salad and then mm. getting an arm ripped off. Um, oh yeah. As he, because, <laughs> because the, because the coast guard who was in charge, because how Anthony died, let's, this is a, uh, the other thing, how Anthony died in the beginning of this movie, what propelled the plot forward was he had to go out and, like, fix a bell buoy, I think it was, mm-hmm. or, or something so, outside that. Yeah, he's also in the old, like, his father's old job. He's now working for the police force of Amity Island. Yeah. And so they, he has to go out to repair an old bell buoy, because apparently the Coast Guard, who, according in the movie, would usually be the ones to take care of that, I can't. I don't know if the Coast Guard would usually be the, the people who would take care of that. But their reasoning for saying you have to go do this, the Coast Guard can't go do it like they usually would, was mm-hmm. cow tippers. Cow tippers. They said the Coast Guard is tied up with cow tippers. It was like and the I, chief. The chief can't go. There's people tipping his cows, and it's just like what? It was. It was such an arbitrary thing. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, why? Why? 
if your biggest problem and the reason you can't perform your basic duties at your job is a cow tipper, why? So, so why are you in this, this job? Cow tippers cost a man's life. Hope they're proud of themselves. Yeah, right. But so there's that whole bit. They're just oh my gosh, this this movie. Was I also awful. I also don't know why you'd be going cow tipping in the middle of December because this movie did take place uh, timeline wise. It was supposed to take place around Christmas, mm-hmm. which is ironic considering this movie was released in July. But mm-hmm. um, it, this movie did take place around Christmas, so it's like what person up in Massachusetts on Amity Island is thinking <laughs> it's cold outside? You know what I want to do? Be outside for most of the evening and go tip cows. Oh, go cow yeah. tipping. Why would favorite you pastime? That? Cow tipping. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> so then as the film progresses, so Ellen Brody, who is um, who's Chief Brody's widow, she uh gets a little scared and she wants to go visit her son Michael in the Bahamas because he thinks that. Uh, the sunshine and just being down there where there are no sharks because it's warm <laughs> water. Uh, that'll be good for her. So they go and take a plane to the Bahamas, the entire family. And of course, Michael Caine is the fearless uh, British plane captain, right? He flew the plane. Yeah. And it just occurred and, to me has yeah. anybody ever heard Michael Caine do an American accent? I've never once heard Michael Caine do an American accent. Now, I'm not saying that it would have made his character more realistic. <laughs> no, debatably, no. actually, but like it, I it just occurred to me. No one's ever heard Michael Caine do an American accent. I don't think anyone has. I, I've never heard him do an American accent. I guess it's just because his his accent. I don't, I can't even do the Michael Caine accent. Is I guess it's just because it's too good. Yeah. It's such is it such a it's a, a staple of Michael Caine as oh, an actor 100%. that he must always have his have his Michael Caine British accent anytime he acts and the thing about Michael Caine being in this movie though like this is what confuses me about it he all right so this movie came out in 1987 okay at this point he had already starred in the very popular movie called uh the Italian job and i think that was in that was 1960 i want to say oh yes. well 69 1969 yeah the italian job for those of you who might not know um i've never actually seen it but i know the 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 italian job is kind of like a heist movie Mm -hmm. uh it's essentially the was it 69 was it was released 69 they remade it in 2003 i want to say yeah it was the essentially the 60s version of uh of like the oceans movies with where they were they were gonna do a big heist Mm -hmm. um so very good very good movie very great chase scenes but so he was already well known at that point from the italian job he had done multiple movies like before then of course um but yeah i'm just man he would stoop so low (laughs) as to do all right first of all a fourth movie is never a good sign they, you know they did it as probably he probably didn't do it because he was genuinely interested in it but he probably did it because it was a cash grab like jaws mm-hmm. is well known oh yeah but uh, like which is why we watched it and not something else yeah which is why we watched it and tortured me oh gosh but um you were scared in the beginning too i i do want to put margaret is not a big <laughs> fan of sharks and this shark looked absolutely horrible like if you look up the movie poster this shark is horrible but Margaret was yeah. scared at first. I was at the first appearance. So, like, I guess a little bit of context. After the age of eight. So I watched Jaws at the age of eight, the original. And I got so scared. And I've just, oh, my gosh, I've been afraid of them my entire life. Um, and You're not a big fan of sharks. No, I really am not. So then when we watched this, the first sighting of the shark, I think, yeah, I pretty much flipped my laptop. She made me pause the movie for two minutes. (laughs) I needed to take like a hot two minute break because it was, oh my gosh, it was, it was a lot. But then as the movie kept going on, there's, oh boy, these sharks keep getting more unrealistic, you know, as they roll out these Jaws movies. Were they ever realistic though, to begin with? Like, let's be honest, but yeah, yeah. I guess you have a point. This was especially (laughs) like there was a seam mark on that shark. Like a seam on the back of the dorsal fin. 
there was there was a, a, a chase sequence at one point because the whole plot of the movies after they get down to the Bahamas like this because Michael works like mm-hmm. on a boat like she, he works on a barge like doing marine biology stuff I don't know they never <laughs> go into it he does fishy fish stuff. stuff he does he's done he does stuff where he research researches the ocean and mm-hmm. he starts getting chased by this shark that was a bad pun but he starts <laughs> getting chased by this shark and he decides not to tell his mother about it or his wife for that matter that he's mm-hmm. he he got attacked like full-on attacked like i like he he had his arm wrapped up and everything and he did not tell any member of his family which i thought was absolute bogus and i'm but yeah so the entire plot of the like the is that he starts getting stalked by the shark mm-hmm. um and so when you get in one of the chase sequences where he's like he's underwater and he's like swimming away from this shark you get the first like full view of this thing and it's horrible there was a seam mark yeah. all along the back dorsal fin i'm pretty sure it stretched all from like the back dorsal fin almost to the tail 100 i i think it did it was it was so visible it was it was careless you know it's a careless mistake i don't even know how to describe that shark's face either it very much looked like how would you even describe it it was the bad. shark was like itself it was as if you had put so in the original movie, I know they had an arm that they used uh, to move the shark and everything, but this was so visible. It was like half the shark, maybe half, like more like three quarters of the shark was like static out of the water at the same time. Like it's just standing there and then it gets <laughs> flopped onto the boat and it's so bad. This shark was- never swims underwater. He is either, well, he no, he, he never does. It's one or the other. He is all, either completely underwater or when he is, he glides on top of and the he's, water, and he's completely out of the water. <laughs> he's completely out of the water, just like ah, I'm here. Now, wait you for me. I need to get on the boat. This won an award for worst visual effects, correct? Yes, yes, it did actually. When it, I looked that up in the middle in the middle of the movie, uh, which yeah, it totally deserves it. Um, this was bad. Mm-hmm. That shark. I know we've been talking about the shark for a while now anyway, but can we also talk about the tail? Oh, we have because, to talk about the tail. Because the tail, the desk that I'm sitting at right now, as we're recording this, mm-hmm. width-wise, is probably thinner than what that tail was. Yes. Like, that tail, like, if you were looking down, like, from like from a helicopter view of this shark, the tail was, I want to say, at least a foot and a half. It was, like, yeah. multiple two-by-fours that had been screwed together, and they were just like, put some fabric over it, it's it fine. Was- and it wasn't like a vertically thick tail. No, this was a horizontally thick tail. Yes. Now, let's keep this in mind. Sharks are not dolphins. <laughs> Even their then, tails, a dolphin's tail doesn't look like that. It doesn't. But still, like, their tails, sharks' tails go side to side, right? Let's keep this in mind. Sharks yes. like warm water. Their tails go side to side. Their tails do not go up and down. Therefore, they do not need a thick, thick tail. That's like eight C's we're talking right it's at least eight it's just, just oh. it was unnecessary and then he, he also bites weird he did he was like because the thing they established this in shark boy and lava girl oh, i'm sorry oh. to say that's where i first learned it from oh. but they're always like a shark must always keep moving forward never back mm-hmm. so like sharks sharks need to breathe by having the water come through their gills that's where they mm-hmm. get their oxygen from that's how fish work and even though a shark any- is not a fish you get the point yeah but like this shark just jumped up onto this this boat and just thrashed around and like tried to chew on this boat for I want to say close to thirty seconds. Yeah, it was thirty it's seconds. He was biting wood. Yes, he was like gnawing on it. He wasn't even doing anything. He was just biting the wood. <laughs> it's like he was, it, maybe he was hungry. Hungry? Yes, he was hungry to eat a shark equivalent of chopsticks. Hungry for boat. Hungry. That was bad. <laughs> that wasn't even a good joke. That wasn't even a good joke, and that was bad. Uh, hey. But um, yeah, there was just there was a whole lot of bad technology in this movie. They had a what was it? They attached, they harpooned a like a heartbeat monitor on the shark, and it would track <laughs> the shark's heartbeat. There so when obviously when the heartbeat yeah. gets faster, the shark is getting closer. And Even though that's not how kill. it works. That's not how 
that's not how the heart works necessarily. <laughs> you but, do uh, not need to be a marine biologist to know this. I feel I feel as though that's not accurate. Mm-hmm. And not There's to that. mention at one point, like the heart rate monitor had three heart rates on it. Like they had a full on heart rate monitor and there were three pulses on it mm-hmm. for the one shark. Which is just yes. wrong. He's like the Grinch. His heart grew three sizes and cloned ah. itself twice. <laughs> There's that. There's one point when the shark was, uh, once again, lunging onto the barge and was being lifted out of the water and, you know, gingerly placed on the barge uh, with the arm. The shark itself roared. There was like a it was some sort of lion or tiger <laughs> sound effect. It was like <laughs> and it was just it was oh my gosh sharks have no vocal cords i looked this up too i was because you and i both heard that and we were both like oh it was it was bad that's not possible yeah because they have no vocal cords that's not possible mm-hmm. now i have to throw in there's one thing that we did not talk about uh aside from there, the many other things wrong with this yet. movie there have been so many horrible things there's been awful accents there's been awful just it's horrible acting. However, I think horrible dialogue. Horrible, yeah, horrible, horrible dialogue. I think we ha- still have to focus on. We got to go back to Ellen Brody, Chief Brody's widow, and her relationship with Hoagie. Oh, that was so forced. Michael Caine. It was so forced, and it was so weird. They had no chemistry. Yeah. So let's keep in mind, Ellen Brody just lost a son like, a week before. She had grieved for straight up a week. Yeah, because she <laughs> lost her son, like, right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then the movie, like, at one point, they do hit, like, New Year's. Like, they go to a New Year's party and everything mm-hmm. like that. And that's when she's dancing with Hoagie and just be like, oh, love. Now I'm not one to talk about, like, I'm not gonna judge the stages of grief. However, because it's different, grief is different for everyone. However... Yeah. Feels like that was a little short, suspiciously short. Like, give the woman time. It's okay if she's exactly. not okay. It was, yeah, she needs, I think she needed to step aside for a little bit longer. She seemed so shocked as well, like, upon first hearing of his death. Like, I'm surprised her grieving period didn't last longer. But, um, yeah, yeah they forced a romance between her and Michael Caine. It was... Oh, it was painful. Didn't they kiss at one point? Yes. That was very awkward. Just because there was no chemistry. and It was so forced. Very forced. It's just awful. Yeah. I did not know what to do there. Why is it that I started talking in an almost unintentional, like, bad Chris Walken accent? Anyways, Chris Walken. (laughs) Just the theme for this episode is Chris Walken. We should call Um, this episode Christopher Walken. (laughs) <laughs> Christopher Walken, Christopher and Walken needs to be in a Jaws movie oh my no he'd just be like wow <laughs> wow shark shark <laughs> you oh all know uh, me you know how I earn a living well, I, I don't think that's a shark <laughs> do you think it's a shark <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh where is this gone we, we, gotta, uh, we gotta get back to our focus okay so, if you had to rate this movie on a scale of... So, I rate movies, so I'm going to throw it at you. If you had to rate this movie on a scale of from zero to five, decimals are allowed. Okay. Would you give it? Uh, well, what decimal are we talking? Are we talking like... Oh, like only tenths. Place? Tenths place? Okay. Uh, one to ten. Ten being amazing, I'm assuming. One being horrible. Or one um, to five. One to five? Zero to five. Okay. I do zero to five. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. That's hard. I'm not giving this anything above one. Um, you can't. The dignity. I think I'll give it a zero point. Uh, I think I'd have to go with a zero point six or zero point seven. That seems mm. harsh at first glance until you watch the movie and then yeah. you realize no, it's not. I would have to agree. I gave this after we watched it. I gave this movie a zero point seven. Because, like, there were a couple callbacks to Roy Scheider and just, like, in the form of flashbacks. 
and like different events flashbacks and it was it was kind of cute like as the movie went on and there was this there was this one scene um that was really adorable but um oh yeah yeah it was a part where uh michael the uh older son was sitting in the kitchen with his daughter who and they're this is the son that lives in the bahamas they were sitting at the kitchen with his daughter and then the daughter started to mimic him and this was a callback to uh, Roy Scheider and Anthony in the original film and how there was that one scene right before uh, right before Richard Dreyfus came to their house um, where he was sitting there with Michael, or sorry, with Anthony, and uh, Anthony was mimicking him. And I just thought that was really cute. That um, was the problem, though, was that it was Anthony. It wasn't Michael. So yeah. Michael had no reason <laughs> to be invested in that or notice just like, hey, I used to do this because that was the expression that crossed his face where you could clearly tell, like, I used to do this with my dad, except no, you didn't. Your yeah. brother did. Aside from the fact that it was the wrong son <laughs> that it's it the called wrong back to. Son. Um, it was, I mean, I still thought it was cute, like, regardless of, of the continuity error. Um, I thought it was cute, too, but I just couldn't get over that. Yeah. But. Oh well, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. So you give anyway. it a zero out of seven, or zero point seven, and I give it a zero point six. But awesome. I'm harsh. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was just a bad movie. Very if bad. you want to laugh, watch it. Watch it just to laugh. Don't watch it with any expectations. If you are going to watch this movie, absolutely not. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so that about wraps up our podcast for today. So, or, or at least our episode for today. So if you've made it this far, good for you. Um, <laughs> and, and if you have made it this far and you liked it, uh, feel free to uh, tune in for our next episode when it comes out. Um, and we're going to do our best to come up with a witty name for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening um, and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Yeah. Right. Bye-bye. Hope to see you next time.